0: Hello, Dirty Moderates. Welcome to Stay Dirty and Stay Moderate. I'm coming to you on a Thursday afternoon, and we are reportedly five days away or so from the presidential announcement of Nikki Haley. According to every report, she is about to become the official first challenger to Donald Trump. So we only have two declared candidates, right? Trump trying to be the comeback kid and be a Grover Cleveland right, who to serve two non-consecutive terms, the only president who's ever done that. Trump's trying to replicate that. But he's now got competition. But he also really has to keep his eye on Ron DeSantis, Ron sanctimonious, because Nikki Haley is running for vice president. So what do I mean by that? Well, first of all, let's go backward, okay? Why is Nikki Haley announcing for president, right? Why not just wait, and be chosen to be on the ticket, which I, by the way, think is very likely for Trump or DeSantis, and I'm going to tell you why. Well, first off, by announcing that she's running, she's putting herself in the game, right? Many a uh, candidate have many many candidates have run against each other historically, and then ended up on tickets. I mean, we could talk famously about Barack Obama and Joe Biden in 08. Ronald Reagan and George H.W. Bush in 1980 went at it fiercely um, for Reagan only to choose the more moderate Bush as his running mate. Um, Also, of course, um, in, in history, we've got a lot of people with JFK and Lyndon Johnson who ended up never really liked each other, but ended up on a ticket. And here we are in another Republican primary where we have two candidates now. Nikki Haley is an interesting test case, guys, and you know we save democracy one episode at a time. But in the before times, I say before 2016, or even before 2015 when Trump came down that escalator and essentially upended all of our politics, there were conservatives like Nikki Haley in states like South Carolina. She was elected in 2010. She served two terms. Who were good public servants. Um, For a moderate like me, I don't remember who she beat. It's irrelevant. Um, But by all accounts, we've had some South Carolinians on the show who are not Republicans. They like her. Um, She's very smart. She's uh, she made sure to get that Confederate flag down after the horrible massacre at the um, african methodist episcopal church where clementa pickney the pastor and eight other people were gunned down by a white supremacist who sat there dylan roof who sat there for an hour before he massacred everybody so haley had cred right and then of course she became ambassador to the united nations under donald trump um uh donald trump who she blasted in the primary as someone who should never hold the office then of course took a job in his administration and then subsequently condemned him on January 6th and also said then, Miss Flip-Flop Nikki, that she would never run. So she's a little all over the place, but Trump sees her as completely discardable. I mean, they've shown shown her already like, and polls are really early and kind of irrelevant primaries, however, where Trump might be getting, let's say, 40 or 50% of the vote, right? Now, okay. I mean, Nikki Haley's getting three percent. Some polls she's getting three and a half, four percent. We're not talking about anything that exciting here. But Trump, remember, remember this. This is very interesting. The reason I think Trump is still the odds on favor to get the nomination is A, we've heard this shtick before. Oh, we're done with him, or we're not gonna back him, or he'll never win. Okay, he'll never win. Let's 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 not do that again. Right? That's how we got here. I don't care what your gut tells you. I don't care what you think. Ronda Sanctimonious is still untested on the national stage. He's playing right wing culture wars. He's, by all accounts, a very, very defensive candidate. Trump, though I disdain him and think he's been the greatest threat to democracy that I've known in my lifetime that I think ever to happen to this country, I will tell you he's a star, you know, and you need star power. His star power carried him in 2016. He was so deplorable, to borrow Hillary's word, in 2020. He was always deplorable, but he was more deplorable even, if you can believe it. Um, So he lost re-election. However, my point in saying this is Trump does not need a majority of people to win the nomination. What I mean is he needs to have five or more, I mean, 10 candidates he can run against so that he can get a plurality of the vote. So he doesn't need a majority of the people's vote is what I'm trying to say. He only needs to get a percentage. He could get 25 or 30 in each state. Um, and little by little, watch the rest of the candidates, you know, fall off, wither. Like in 2016, remember, Jeb Bush was supposed to be the Republican nominee. He was eaten for breakfast. Marco Rubio, Chris Christie, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz went more of a distance, but he lost too. And Trump went all the way. Ron DeSantis is just one of many who are going to announce Nikki Haley. Ron hasn't announced yet, obviously. Nikki Haley is announcing she's putting her toe in the water because she's running for vice president. So when you see the rivalry and you see Nikki Haley, who's both admonished Trump and celebrated Trump, condemned Trump, and also extolled his virtues, you will be seeing Miss Flip-Flop Nikki in the primary do the same thing. Because who is Nikki Haley? Nikki Haley, of course, was a Republican, was a, is, was a future Republican bright star for them. But the Republican Party fell apart. party of Lincoln, Eisenhower, Teddy Roosevelt, as I always say, devolved into a classless, moronic, traitorous mob. You saw the behavior of the State of the Union. Appalling, yelling, hooting, screaming, carrying on, calling the president of the United States a liar. They are an extremist caucus. Nikki Haley really is not an extremist I wouldn't call her a dirty moderate even, or a moderate Republican I'd call her a mainstream conservative Republican but she did well by South Carolina, she's certainly a limited government Republican and I like that I don't know where she is on all the social issues, of course I don't think gay marriage is going to be on the table, but she will always play the culture wars always play the culture wars, because she's going to have to so of course, Trump is preparing to beat her into submission. And Trump, though, hasn't said anything bad about it yet. You know, I think he wants to keep his options open for 24. I mean, he knows that. I mean, he doesn't like what she's doing, but he knows DeSantis is his real target. And he may save his venom for the primary. Remember... A lot of Trump operatives have set off the record to places like New York Magazine and the Daily Beast. They've called Haley a flip-flopper. Well, I've been calling her that. A war hawk. Owned by China. Disloyal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one GOP strategist called her the Carly Fiorina of 2024. That is uh, not good. You may remember her, the woman who ran in 2016. Um I don't think these two candidates are alike in any way, but Carly Fiorina was very, very unsaleable and very, very um, non-palatable to pretty much anybody. Um, but Nikki Haley, by the way, who, whose first name is actually Nimrata, N-I-M-R-A-T-A, who famously talks about there being no racism in the United States. She's the daughter of Indian immigrants. I love that. Um, Kamala Harris is the first Indian, also first black woman vice president. So that could be interesting, a really interesting debate if Nikki is on the ticket, which she's certainly gunning for, um, Nikki changed her name from Nimrata to Nikki. Now, if there's no racism or or any resistance to someone with an Indian name, why did she change it? She was in. State legislature first in South Carolina before she became governor. I don't know. Beats me why she would change it. But that's Nikki. We never really know in the last five or six years where Nikki Haley stands. Who is Nikki, Nikki Haley? And now, now Nikki is going to try to win the Republican presidential nomination. Folks, this is what's very important right now, okay? And I want to continue um, I want to continue on with something here. Anybody who has been in MAGA, part of MAGA, failed to condemn MAGA, is complicit in MAGA. Let's do that again. Anybody who has been in MAGA, worked with MAGA, uh, supported them, you name it, they're complicit. Nikki Haley, obviously, is ambitious. She want to be Ambassador of the United Nations. She wasn't bad. She's a very, very strong voice for Israel in a very hostile body. I like that. But she still went there. And she was very, 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 very florid and condemnatory in her language about why Donald Trump would be a horrible choice, a horrible role model for kids, a, a, a horrible choice for Republicans, which he's not. He's a Trumpist. She really, 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 really seemed like she didn't like him. And here's my problem. After January 6th, she was quick to say this is abhorrent, unacceptable, wrong, you, you name it. And she also said then, well, I never would run if he's running. Well, which one is it, Nikki? You can't run for the nomination or maybe even the vice presidential nomination of the party of January 6th. You just can't. And anybody who tells you that the Republicans who are backing away from Trump or don't want anything to do with him, I will believe it when I see it. When Trump is banished and finally gone, that's, of course, part of the goal here. But Trumpism is alive. Trumpism is alive and well. Is Nikki Haley really going to forge a path that would maybe reclaim some bit, some semblance of what the party of Lincoln once was? I don't think so. She will happily join a ticket with Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, who we know are going to run hard right, you know, own the libs, anti-woke campaigns. They're going to they're gonna amp up all the stuff that they play in a loop in their echo chamber to their people and try to sell that to the American public. I don't think it's going to work. You saw in 22 what happened. Trump is an inordinately weak candidate on the national stage, but he still can win. He can win the nomination because of a crowded field. He might win the nomination in an uncrowded field. DeSantis can fizzle out. I mean people always say that there's remember President Jeb Bush? No, you don't. Do you remember President Scott Walker of Wisconsin? He was a rising star. huh? Remember him? He didn't go anywhere. Fred Thompson of Tennessee. I'm, I'm making a point here in the last couple of decades, prognosticators and pundits and people, and yes, yeah, some of this is in the before times. We start hailing a year out uh, for a presidential election or a couple of years out who the nominee is going to be and, and how that nominee is going to be a new face of the party. Those people went nowhere. Rudy Giuliani, him too, you know, fizzled. Wanted to run, didn't run. The others run, ran and, and you know, didn't get very far. The point being is that, I don't think Nikki Haley is going to do that. She's going to get demolished. She's going to be forced to withdraw, but she's going to play her cards right. So the interesting thing is in a small field, does she have to go after Trump? You know, if, if you remember in 2016, if you've got 10 people lined up on a stage, they can all, you know, thrust and parry and volley with each other and attack and, you know, everybody can have their moment. But what if it is just Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, Nikki Haley and I don't know, somebody else who pathetically decides to enter the race. Yeah, there could be a a, a real opportunity for Nikki to let loose. Will she? And can anybody on that stage, Rhonda Sanctimonious, are you listening? Can you really withstand the crazy deluge of Trump? I mean, are you really going to be able to do that? You really think so? I know Nikki Haley can't do it. We don't know Ron, about Ron yet. You know, he's Mr. Tough Guy, Mr. Bully, Mr. Macho in a red state where he won by 19 points. A lot of that was because Democrats didn't vote, but Charlie Chris was a terrible candidate. My point being is I think all this is going to Ron's head, trying to strip Disney of its tax status because, you know, in today's world of MAGA, and you saw them sit on their hands at the State of the Union address, whether it was anything, right, capping insulin the semiconductor bill to bring more manufacturing back, which they supposedly love. Biden really called them on their game, by the way, with uh, Medicare Social Security. That was genius because they did want to cut it. That's absolutely true. Um, but if you think about all of the issues and where they stand, they supposedly right, want big corporations to not pay their fair share of taxes. Right? Why should they? They don't. They shouldn't be taxed. Except Ron wants Disney to pay its own taxes because they're under a special status. They're their own little government in Florida. So if you oppose their anti woke agenda, then you need to pay taxes. That that corporation, Disney, will now, according to Ron, need to pay more taxes. If you go along with it, or stay silent, or say something complimentary or something benign don't worry about it You let these people go on their vile cultural wars which are anti-trans and pro-life and, and you know big abortion bans women getting having to take a, women having to have an abortion uh if they're raped no exceptions i mean that's 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 what a lot of these people want not everybody you know but add that up a retrograde cultural agenda mixed with cuts to the most popular, beloved programs of Social Security and Medicare? You know, I know the MAGA base is probably 25 to 35%. I don't even think they understand this. They're relying on government. For every dollar they pay, they get $3 back from Blue States, from us, for their opioids, for for their healthcare, for their, you name it. All of it. Federal funding for a lot of rural areas. So, it's interesting that the Republicans are going to run that kind of campaign. My point in all this is Nikki Haley suddenly going to become this budget busting culture warrior. Cause what's the worst that with one of the worst things that we've seen happen is many of these people, there are people that do. I do believe the mutant clown caucus of the Marjorie Taylor Greens and those people believe this shit. Maybe they don't even, but some of them definitely do. We definitely have people in there who do. But most of them do not. When my producer and I went to Austin to hear Liz Cheney speak back in September, I may have mentioned this in one of the shows, Liz Cheney said that people were coming up to her, Republicans all the time, saying, thank you, thank you for doing this, you're so brave, and Liz would say, pretty bluntly, I'm not brave, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, which is really the bare minimum. So we don't know, again, what mantle Nikki Haley Uh, will, will carry. The problem is that she's not going to have much of a choice because she's not the front runner in the field. I would be, if this were 2015 before Donald Trump, that he never emerged and Nikki Haley was emerging then as a viable Republican presidential candidate. Of course, Americans don't seem to want a woman, but I've always said the first woman will probably be a Republican. If Nikki Haley had emerged then, I might've thought, all right, I don't think I would have voted for her, but could live with that. She probably would have a, some very good ideas. She certainly has some good ideas on deregulation and taxes and things like that. I don't know. But the point being is who is Nikki Haley? Flip flop Nikki. One thing we know, she may not know who she is. She's been all over the map. She once stood for something. She once stood for stood for small C conservative principles, so it seemed. And now she stands for nothing. She's alternately pro-MAGA and anti-MAGA, pro-Trump and anti-Trump. In the end, it won't matter for her presidential aspirations. It will matter for her place in the party. But Nikki Haley is nothing if not a canny operator, a savvy Paul, P-O-L. She's running for vice president. Watch this space. Uh, Dirty Moderates, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. We are growing by the day, and that's because of you, the listeners. If you're not subscribed yet, make sure you do go to Apple, Google, Spotify, um, anywhere and everywhere you get your podcast, we're on multiple platforms. Um, we have tons of new content coming your way. Also, this is the time. If you're one of those people who does not have a voter registration card, it is now the time. Do not wait till 2024 in a panic. You go to vote.org. We plug it all the time. Vote.org. Please go there if you are not registered. Anyone who's listening to me regularly and is not registered to vote. We have a we're gonna have a sit down about that. And, of course, go to DirtyModerate.com. This is our amazing hub of everything. All the episodes are there. My newsletter, which runs pretty much weekly. Um, All things relating to our world here. Um, Fighting the good fight for you guys, for the country. Country first, always. Thank you for uh, indulging me and listening again. In the meantime, stay dirty, stay safe, and stay moderate.